Decapod, the podcast for the Roberts Lab NPRB-funded project investigating the effects of bitter crab disease and temperature changes on southeast Alaskan tanner crabs. I set a box in your office oh, by your uh, chair. All right, thank you very much. You're welcome. And I brought grapes from our yard. Uh, maybe eventually, but no, I don't think so. I think these are just eating grapes. Yeah, so. The raccoons are very well fed. Uh-huh. They've been greedy little buggers this year, and we've hardly, well, we've had still had plenty of grapes, but it's amazing how much they can put away. <laughs> it actually went really well, but it was really strange. I mean, they added a fourth leg on to the survey because they weren't finding any cod to speak of down in the Bering Sea, and everybody panicked. Um, the fisheries in Kodiak have been closed this year, and so they're worried about the Bering Sea. So they tacked on this extra leg, and they kind of changed their sampling plan and all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> and then <laughs> scraped around trying to get people who weren't committed to other things to go out there. But um, the, we found plenty of cod up in the northern Bering Sea. Mm-hmm. And they were fat little buggers. <laughs> and we had somebody out there, Troy Buckley, Marta, and Ray Buckley. I don't know if you know the Buckleys. Oh, yeah. Who are with, yeah, Ray's son. Troy works out there, and he um, works in the, uh, he runs the, the stomach lab, and they send people out every year to collect stomachs, but Troy was cutting stomachs open of the cod out at sea, full of little crabs, just wow. full of little crabs, and normally in the northern Bering Sea, I mean, it's famous for these halls that we get that are just these massive amounts of small invertebrates, including small crabs the size of brittle stars that you have to pick through for hours to sort. We didn't get any of that this year. We got um, really clean halls. They're bottom trawls. Really clean halls with, um, for picking reasonably sized invertebrates in them. And it was just really different. The invertebrate community is just different. And I've never done the Northern Bering Sea Survey, but um, I don't know if it's a one-time thing, if it had to do with the temperature, if you know what, or if it's all these fish that are normally held back from the northern Bering Sea by this like wall of cold water that moved north, mm-hmm. if they just followed everything up there and they're having a huge impact. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, one of the, the woman I was out with, Erin, she and I are responsible for the crab sorting on the survey, and as you leave... So Bairdi and Opelio look really, really similar, and they hybridize. So you have to look at every single crab when you sort them. And when you're sorting 15,000, it gets a little, you know, so you're just like, oh, my God. So as soon as you get out of the Opelio or the Bairdi and Opelio zone, then you can, or I'm sorry, the Bairdi and hybrid zone, then you can just say, okay, we've got Opelio, and we can just sort. Um, so we were kind of looking at the crabs thinking, okay, we're, we're good. And then we just, Troy brought some crabs over for us to look at from the fish that he was opening mm-hmm. up from that hall. And they had baby bear dye in them. Mm. And we had not, so we, and we didn't see any bear dye when we continued to look at every crab. So don't know if it's how far the cod, that cod traveled, you yeah. know, so maybe he was further south 
or if maybe the bared eye are more accessible to the cod, or wow. who knows? Could be anything. Could have just missed them with the trawl. But yeah, so it was peculiar. It was peculiar. But the survey itself ran really well, really smoothly. Usually you haul up crab pots and you rip nets and something breaks and the hydraulics go or something. No. So it was nice. <laughs> How long were you, were you out there? How long were you? This was a short leg, so it was from the 8th through the 20th. So that's 12 days. Mm. Yeah. So normally they're about three and a half weeks. Um, so you fly up there to get on a boat, or does the boat leave out of here? No, if you attempt to fly into Dutch Harbor yeah. via Anchorage, and you can get stuck yeah. because the weather can always be bad in Dutch Harbor. And then you go do your boat thing, mm-hmm. and it, um, and they come back every three and a half weeks and swap out crew. This year, the northern extension, though, because they're going so far north, and where they finish the survey is in the uh, north always have to think about it because we think of the west coast but mm-hmm. it's in the uh yeah in the um northwest corner of the Bering Sea mm-hmm. so at the end of like three the boat actually went to Nome and we flew to Nome and met the boat and then we came back to Dutch Harbor because mm-hmm. that's where we have all the shipping arranged and our storage of equipment and things like mm-hmm. that so it all almost always starts and stops in Dutch Harbor unless we make special arrangements months in advance which we couldn't do this time. So. Cool. Yep, yep. There's always spaces available, Grace. I could, I could try a 10-day or 12-day one. I don't think I can try three and a half days for my first time. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> what size boat is it? Uh, it's small. Is there about 100 feet? Okay. So maybe a little bit more, 110 or something like that. But there, you get bounced around pretty, pretty good. We usually have a few days where we can't fish because the net won't stay on the bottom. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, yeah, it gets it can get pretty nasty. So even in the summer. Yeah. All right. So we got a library in being sequenced. Yes. Um, so that's good. Um, How close were you able to stick to your sort of um, your plan for what samples to include? Well, right now. It's, we've just done one, kind of a pool to get some gene discovery going. We're waiting on, basically, as from before, our yields haven't been ideal. So we're, our next step is we are doing a, um, a different extraction protocol, but we, uh, our lyophilizer, or the department's lyophilizer, has been down. So that's mm-hmm. held us up for a few weeks on doing the other samples, or testing that before we go through all the samples, because we're very conscious that we don't want to mess any samples up. <laughs> And so we've done we've done some of these tests on the day 26 where we have threes and, and we, we think we know what's good, um, but we want to test it one more time with this uh, different RNA extraction protocol so we get higher yield so we can more closely match what we said we're going to do. But we did get enough to do a lot li- one library not a com- it won't be a comparison but it'll give us the right. ability to do a get the gene discovery underway so we can we identify genes we can describe the transcriptome and we can even even find putative targets for QPCR to yeah. get going. Yeah, okay. And we're working on the pipeline. So we don't have the, um, the full gamut of, of comparisons. What, that was, uh, what was that? What do they have now? It's day 26? Yeah, day 26. It's a mixture of um, infected and uninfected of cold and ambient. Okay. Because what I gave Sam was um, 40 samples and 
there was 10 uninfected cold, 10 infected cold, and then 10 uninfected ambient, 10 infected ambient. Okay. Um, and then of those 40, only 15 had like um, quantifiable qubit. Numbers that are high enough. The yeah. way we expect, but the depth of sequencing will get you know represent will get genes representative of infected, uninfected, and cold and ambient. Mm -hmm. We won't be able to tell on a library comparison basis, but we will from like an just a, a, a annotation basis. Let's get it started. But once we then once we do the libraries, we can kind of validate what we expect, and we 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 expect to be able to see to pull out the um, um, little guy. What's his name? Matadinia. Matadinia. The little guy. So this will also allow us to start playing with the bioinformatics techniques to pull out the Matadinia versus Kraft. Okay. Good. 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 So. Okay. So we're excited to get our hands on that. Unfortunately, we don't know exactly when that. That's kind of we're kind of at the whim of the core facility. So they wait until they get a full kind of run ready, and then they run it. And so they. They've got ours. It's whether we come in at the end uh, okay. of, a, of, a, of a full run or coming at the beginning of a full run. Okay. Now, I, I kind of wondered why it was sort of a sliding scale of how long something yeah. would take. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's yeah, what okay. it is. It's, so the machine okay. takes. They only run the machine when it's quote-unquote full. Yeah, okay. Um, and then I guess we're also at the one with them with their, what, their, what their backlog is, too. Um, but, yeah, so we, we, we expect to get that. And then, yeah, so I think the lyophilizers was fixed yesterday, so y'all are going to get on the schedule and um, prep some of those samples to try a new extraction me method on mainly day 26, right? We're still, mm -hmm. Are we still playing with day We have the extras to confirm we can get a little better yield. Okay, and there are a few, remember there are just a few extra tubes of preserved blood. Some stuff I sent you guys early on to test yield, Sam. I don't know if they all got used up, but there's some, there might be some random extras. And I think there's one or two tubes that are marked do not use or something like that because the samplers put blood from two crabs in one tube and went, oops. So there's those also, I, I think there's a... Maybe well, those those. Are, we could we could definitely test our so, extraction ability on that. Yeah, you know, I don't we, know if we, those we, are, we are useful to, we or sequence them, but no. We could certainly test. We could uh, play with them. Yeah, play with them. Yeah, yeah. If that's of any help. Yeah. Um, We're also going to try the supernatant too, because I saved the. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that what the lab? Uh, part of your lab lighter is looking at that, just to test. Yeah, and then as as those as those samples get prepped and out the door, or prepped, probably just prepped, um, probably start talking to Grace just about QP, just teaching her about qPCR, and getting her at least thinking about that for the for for the for the you know individual analyses too with the with the uh, the genes that we're doing. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, so I think that's mainly all that's going on, right, Grace? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we'll keep trucking along here with, uh, the with our extractions and the library crafts. And then hopefully soon we'll get, um, we'll get at least that initial library back to start playing with. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay.
And then once we kind of nail down the extraction, we're comfortable with the tweaks on that. That would open us up to taking up taking off a little bit of um, RNA or RNA. Some of the samples we're not doing libraries with to start doing for quantitative PCR. Okay. Um, once we make sure we have enough okay. for the libraries. So okay. Cool. All right. That sounds good. Thanks for coming over. Thanks for uh, bringing the, the grapes and the supplies. I think sure. the grapes are better than the supplies. <laughs> <laughs> better lunch yeah. than the supplies. Yeah. Cardboard boxes are Cardboard a little dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all. Do you want me to, can I leave them here? Do you want me to leave them here? We have tons of grapes. Well, Do I see grapes? Yeah. All right, I'm going to leave them here then. Okay. Sure. All right. Okay, guys, well. See y'all in a month. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Decapod, the podcast dedicated to the Tanner Crab Project funded by NPRB. Check out our website at bittercrab.science for more information.